Sunday edition of Women with Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. I must say, it's been a heck of a last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of things kind of going on. Lost some close people to me. But we're going to bring in Women with Prostate in as we normally do. What has transpired? A friend of mine lost a mother. Actually, there are two friends, and actually four of them. It's four kids that I grew up with. Lost their mother last week. Then I find out yesterday Lost a close friend that was a client and friend for over actually five decades. Even though it can cross five decades, it can be right at 40 years, 30 something years. So it's been a little rough week or a couple of weeks just kind of dealing with deaths and my own health and you know, what does that look like? And where do we go from here? Oh no. But I have some things to say today and um, kind of need to get them off my chest. Uh, maybe just to kind of get through all this that's going on in my life and losing some close people to me and, you know, what does it mean? You know, I want to first welcome you to one with prostate cancer, no fear necessary. You know, I do a couple of shows. I do a financial show on Wednesdays and I do my one with prostate cancer, my health show on, on the weekends. And actually today was going to be the start of my new podcast, new season, but things that have kind of transpired over the past couple of weeks, you know, kind of had me shift, you know, to, you know, do something a little different today. And so I kind of just want to kind of talk about those things and kind of get through, you know, the, you know, my friends that we grew up with in Ann Arbor, Michigan, lost their mother, you know, and, you know, we spent a lot of time over their house. Um, you know, I did, especially because I was close to with one of the sons. We actually had a band together and we used to rehearse over there. He was the drummer, so it was always easier to bring a keyboard and guitars and trumpets and stuff as opposed to someone carrying, you know, a trap set. So we spent a lot of time over there. We, he and I played basketball together and competed against each other in baseball. And, you know, so it was real close ties. His older brother was good friends with my older brother. So 
you know, them losing their mother and, you know, we lost our, you know, parents a couple of years ago too, you know, we just, you know, kind of know what it, you know, what it feels like. And then to hear another close friend, you know, passed yesterday and um, actually passed last um, middle of the week. I didn't find out because I'm not easy to get to and I don't um, pay attention to a lot of things that maybe I would be looking at that found out, but I did find out yesterday, got a call from his son to let me know. I think he realized I didn't know because no one heard from me. But this person was real close to me also. And, you know, they refer clients to me and, you know, it was always in my corner. And I actually met him when I was working as a apprentice with another CPA. Um, who passed years ago also, but he stuck with me, you know, for the last, you know, 40 years, 30 something years. And it's always my biggest, you know, one of my biggest fans, cheerleaders in my practice. But also what made him a little special, when I got my cancer diagnosis, he was the first one I called because he had prostate cancer also. And that's not what he died from. He did not die from prostate cancer. Uh, you know, he died from, from COVID. And actually we lost another friend also a couple of weeks ago, actually in late, in late December to COVID. And, you know, both of them were vaccinated and everything. And, you know, this is not a vaccination talk at all, anything like that at all. It's just understanding that we got to get control of our health. And, and I guess getting that call yesterday just kind of brought everything really into focus for me. And, you know, what I need to keep doing and, you know, just kind of understand what's happening. And no matter what we go through, what, you know, drugs, medicine, pills, supplements, natural, homeopathic methods we use, we never know the day or the time. We just don't know. We don't know the time for ourselves or anyone else. And, you know, I just don't want to waste my time or anyone else's time because we never know. You know, I, I have this sunset behind me and you know, it was a picture that we took, you know, a couple of years ago down in Florida. Um, I'm having a brain lapse right now, but, and it's one of the prettiest sunsets in the world. This is the place that's the closest to what they call ground zero. You know, this, the, the most Southern point of the United States. And people come from all over just taking these sunsets and it's a beautiful piece. And, you know, so it just kind of brought me that, you know, losing people close to me and, you know, how to never let the sun go down on what's important to you. And, one of the things I always learned from my parents is that you can never run 
from all your fights, but you can be prepared for all your fights because sometimes you have to stand and fight. And you know, just kind of learning what we have to do with our lives and, and our health and our families and our, and our finance and just, you know, everything, you know, we have to be prepared. And, you know, we can go to school, go to classes and hire people to help us with all these different things that we get into that we want to be good at, you know, whether it's piano lessons or therapy for, you know, PT, you know, I've, I've been injured, you know, and had to go through physical therapy. You know, I've had dogs I had to train and, you know, doctors telling me things that are going on with my body. But ultimately, you know, one of my doctors told me, he said, you know, Cora, I can tell you some things and do some things, but ultimately you're responsible. And over these past six weeks, I've, you know, haven't been on the podcast a lot, but one of the things that I experienced over these past six weeks talking with different people is what we don't know and what we just kind of take for granted and what people tell us and we just kind of go with it. And I understand, you know, you know, I'll get accused of not listening to doctors because that's what they're been trained to do. You know, but do you take all advice just blindly? Do you kind of understand, you know, the repercussions behind everything that, that that's given to us? And I remember when we moved from Chicago to Ann Arbor and we moved there in August, so it was still summertime. So we moved to this place called Getty's Lakes, you know, right across from the high school, Huron High School, right on Huron Parkway. And I just thought that was the coolest place to live in, you know, just, you know, growing up on the south side of Chicago, you know, and then coming to a place like Ann Arbor, you know, it's it's, it's a culture shock. So anyway, they were, you know, all the kids were playing um in the pool playing Marco Polo and I couldn't swim you know and because if Marco Polo you played in the deep end it was kind of like tag in the water and I couldn't play because I didn't know how to tread water I didn't know how to swim that good so I remember uh, a friend giving me some some flippers fins that's the proper name fins my brother and I can, we used to call them flippers. Hey man, you got your flippers on. Cause you know, neither one of us could swim when we first moved to Ann Arbor. So we used to put these fins on. And when we put these fins on, man, we could swim. We could go in the deep end and we could swim fast. It was like, oh man, we got this. You know, so we're playing Marco Polo. And, you know, of course, you know, I, you know, we were kind of the last ones that kind of get caught or winning. But then it's like, hey man, you guys got those fans on. That's unfair. You know, you know, not really realizing that we were swimming faster and everything because we had these aids that was helping us to swim. So I like, okay, no problem. I know how to swim now. Let me take these off. Well I took them off and dang they'll drown. <laughs> 
because those fans make you think you can swim, but you can't. So I almost drowned, and I think someone, one of the kids, other kids saw me and kind of helped me to get over to the edge. And I just remember panting real hard, like, man, that was close. So, you know, I didn't play that game for, for a while. But what I did do, I said, I got to practice and I got to learn how to swim. I can't use those fans, not because it gave me an advantage, because it gave me a false sense that I knew what the heck I was doing that I could really swim. So it gave me enough to get me through, but not to really fully understand that, hey, you gotta, you gotta learn a little bit more. You know, and, and so I remember, you know, when, when, when my, you know, when I, my girls were younger and, and all the grandkids, you know, I, first thing I always wanted to do because is teach them how to swim, you know, you know, I think I've been blessed, you know, when the girl, when we moved to Las Vegas, we, you know, we had a pool in the backyard and we always had a pool. So, but I, I was able to teach the girls how to swim even prior to Las Vegas. We used to go to Florida, take trips. So I got to kind of teach them how to swim. Then I got to teach, you know, our youngest son how to swim and our grandson, grandsons you know, how to swim, because I always wanted them to know how to swim, because, again, not to be Mark Spitz, um, okay, well, hold on, I might be dating myself, um, Michael Phelps, okay, well, Mark Spitz was before Michael Phelps, you know, he was the one who won seven gold medals, I think it was back in the 72 Olympics, and then, you know, Michael Phelps comes on, but not to teach them how to be great swimmers, but to, to teach them how to survive. That if they're ever in water, something happens, you can at least can tread and can swim and maybe save yourself or save someone else's life. You know, so there are just certain life skills or things that, you know, I just believe that everyone should know. And, you know, swimming just happens to be one of those things. And, you know, for my, you know, my, the majority of my life, you know, it was always about trying to understand and get knowledge of the importance of, of survival and, 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 and growth and what we need to do. And, and, and health was no different for me. You know, I always wanted to understand, you know, what did it take for me to live a healthy life, to be healthy? To, and to kind of go forward. And, you know, I always remember, you know, you know, books and documentaries talking about raising kids that, you know, you never say no to them or, you know, no is a word you don't want them to know, you know. And, and I found that as an adult, no is one of the most powerful words to use because you're making a decision not to do something that maybe you don't fully understand. And as a child, it could be detriment because telling your parents, no, you can get popped upside the head. And the other thing was asking why. 
because I just said so. But one of the things, you know, my, you know, my parents did, and one of the things I would ask why, that why I'm getting my tail toe up, because I, I knew what I did for that, but why I might need to do something or them telling me something, not not to do it, but to understand why, to get a better, to get more clarity, you know, first of all, to do it better, to always get through it so I could make good and better decisions. And not that our decisions are always going to be the best, but at least to always kind of have that, that information. And, you know, one of the things, you know, that book of 66 tells us, you know, to gain wisdom and knowledge and to seek counsel. And, you know, there are things we just can't always do blindly. And I just always believe to kind of understand. And, you know, I just always remember explaining things to my kids. And, you know, matter of fact, my family, they just hate to talk to me because as they say, well, dad, we don't have time for dissertation, you know, but it wasn't that it was about scolding or what they did wrong as it was about understanding when or why you do or don't do something. And so just to kind of get to that, it's kind of led me to a, you know, a lot of different things in my life. And I remember when I started taking pilot lessons, you know, learning how to fly. And when you first go up, you know, you got the instructor there with you. And they're with you the, the whole time, you know, and they're teaching you how to navigate, how to read your instruments and, you know, all those different things. You know, you learn how to talk to the tower, you know, because there's a language that you have to be able to use in the air to talk to the tower. And then eventually you learn to fly solo. And I remember the very first time that I went up and it was a solo flight and I didn't know it was gonna be my solo flight. You know, we were doing our normal routine um, I, I flew out, I, I learned to fly in Georgia, uh, out of Briscoe Field, out in Gwinnett County. And we um, flew to Gainesville. And he said, well, let's go over here, let's fly to Gainesville. And we, and we used to do these, these things called touch and goes. And he said, let's go over there and let's go in. And, you know, I need to go to the restroom. So I do a landing, you know, because you got to learn how to land and take off. You know, that's, that's the biggest part of flying is, take off and landing. You know, once you're in the air, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty easy, so to speak. So we get in there and then he just comes and says, okay, you take it up by yourself. And I'm, I wasn't prepared for that, so to speak, but I had to go ahead and take that flight. And I remember getting in and doing my check, you know, I still had to go through my checklist and Finally, you know, talking to the tower, communicating, you know, I got to talk to the tower by myself. And 
take off. I'd take off and I remember getting about, you know, 3,000 feet up. And for the first time, just looking down and literally my breath just got taken away from me because it was a sense of freedom that I never felt before. And I remember talking to a, a good friend of mine who's a commercial pilot. Actually, he flies for Federal Express. And I told him about it. And as I was going through, I, I used to call and tell him and stuff. And he said, yeah, man, you know, actually, you know, flying, you know, you're kind of in three-dimensional. And, and so when you're up there, it's a feeling, it's a physical feeling mental feeling and a spiritual feeling that you just never feel before. I've never felt before. And I just remember feeling that freedom. So you come back and you fly and he signs off, you know, your, your certificate. Now I can fly by myself. I can just go to the airport and, you know, take a plane up. Couldn't do it at first. I always had to have a pilot with me or an instructor. But then you got to pass your test in order to take someone else up there with you. So you're not quite ready to go and take someone else. You got some more work to do. And then what you got to do after that is you got to get your instrument rating. See, when you first start to fly, it's just you know, VFR, you know, just visual flight. And then they get your IFR, instrument flight requirement, you know, you got to learn how to fly with instruments. So kind of like with the swimming, you know, I had these fins on and I thought I could swim. So now I've been flying this plane by myself. I'm like, I think I, I think I got this. I know how to fly. So we went up one time. He said, okay, it's time for some more lessons. Even though I had my solo, I still got to keep learning. So this time he put this shield over me so I couldn't see outside. I could only see the instruments. Now I got to fly with instruments. Look at the automator and your, my level, you know, just looking at instruments. So I'm like, okay, well, I've been flying and, you know, I've been checking my instruments, kind of like when you drive a car, you know, you check everything, you know, you checking your gauges, your speedometer and things like that. So I'm like, okay, this is no problem. I've been flying by myself and flying with you, you know, so, okay. So now I'm just going to look at the instruments. After about 10 seconds, he moved his shield and said, look, and I'm driving all crooked, sideways, and everything. Because the instruments tell you something different than what your eyes tell you. And to use those to guide you, it's a lot harder because your eyes kind of help you gauge more than just with the instruments. You know, those who are old enough to remember when John Kennedy, the, the son, died, you know, in, in, a, in a plane crash, you know, and he had his wife and, and sister-in-law with them, and, and he was a pilot, you know, he has a, he had all the 
credentials and everything, but not all the experience yet. And and I don't know exactly that you know he wasn't quite instrument rated rated yet or ready for it. That the weather there, you know, wasn't that the weather took him out, but the weather is to a point where he needed to fly more with those instruments. And his, cause, and his eyes were not available to fly anymore. He had to use those instruments. And so having your visual and having your instruments and having your instructors, all those things are ingredients to the success of a good flight or good success of how you, on your journey, your health, And so when I'm always told that, hey, you're not a doctor, I'm like, yeah, but I'm learning more and more and more. They still helping me learn, you know, because after you get your instrument rating, then you might get your twin engine, you know, learn how to drive with two engines. And you're constantly just learning more and more and more. Even the instructors constantly got to go more and more. Even me as a CPA and a CVA, I have to constantly take more education classes. And things change. People miss things. So getting control of your life, your health, is vital. And it's not that you think you can do it all or do it everything. I but to understand it or to give it just comp blanche to someone else can be a mistake because they miss things. One of the things as an auditor and as an accountant, you know, we have different levels of assurances on our financial statements, whether it's a compilation or review or an audit. But all of them, we say it's management responsibility. Now, there's a lot more that we have to be accountable for as that level of assurance goes up. But ultimately, it's on the client to make sure we didn't miss anything. And our health is no different. What could be missed? And it's not about which method is better than the other, whether you do chemo or surgery or removal or, you know, natural. I'm not here to tell you which one to do because all of them don't fit for everyone. It's like every drug doesn't work for everyone. But the more we understand about what's in it for us or what we need to know, the better off we are. And so what I realized and, you know, we've been hearing, you know, you you take this shot, you know, you won't die from COVID. You know, you, you know, you, you may catch it still, you know, when COVID first came out is, you know, you take the vaccine, you won't catch it. Now the story is, well, you can catch it. You just won't get as sick won't die. Well, even that's not true. And I'm not saying not to get vaccinated. That's not what this is about. 
What I'm saying is understand doing what you what you need to do. And God has just given me the strength to always push on, push on, push on. And there's a guy uh, on my podcast, so you know you can listen to me on Facebook, you know, on Podbeam, and you know it's live on Podbeam right now, and he's probably out there right now. And he puts in KKK, we hate you ends. And I haven't blocked him yet. And you can probably go out there, you can probably see him out there right now. And he just puts all this hate out there. And I remember in high school, I remember my mother going to having to go to school to see a teacher. And the reason she had to go see a teacher, because I didn't think my grade was correct. It just didn't, didn't look right. Because I had friends in there that I'm like, well, wait a minute. My theory or my steps are more complete than yours. So gotta understand, I was the only black kid in this in this computer class. And some there was a meeting at the high school with the principal, my 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 principal leader for our grade and the head of the principal of the whole school. My parents came up there. When my parents come to school, everybody's like, uh oh, what the heck? Here come Dr. and Mrs. Moody. What's going on? Did Corey or Cam or somebody do something bad? One of them do something bad? Or what's going on? Because when my parents came to school, it wasn't always just for us. They would come for other kids who may have been mistreated or not treated fairly. But they knew when they came up there doing school hours or after school, you know, it was something going on. But this time it was for me. And so there was a meeting. And my mom made a promise not to call this man a certain word. And since this goes out to the public and this is not a, uh, uh, what's a, a channel that I, I want bad words necessarily going out on, can't say it. But she made a promise not to call this teach you that before we you know while we were in the meeting so we got in the meeting and you know things kind of went through and and then at the end towards the end of the meeting both principals and said well you know dr moody dr mrs moody you know we can you know we can take corey out of this class and put him in with another teacher and my mom said, nope, he gonna stay in this class. Cause I want him to know and understand that he's gonna have to deal with racism in his life. She didn't make it easy on me. But what she did was prepare for me to have to deal with adversity in my life. See, we can't keep 
adversity from people we care about. What we can do is prepare them for adversity and be there to help them through it. We can't fight it for them. You know, my dad was a officer in the, in the army. And, you know, when he, he was stationed in Panama and he could not go into the officer's club because he was black. But the prisoners of war that were captured could go into the officer's club. And, you know, I was reading something on the Tuskegee Airmen. You know, and one of the things was, you know, were they heroes and stuff when they would come back? No. They had to come right back and deal with desegregation. But they were some of the best bomber protections that the Army has ever seen. So sometimes in life, we can't hide and run from things that we have to deal with head on. I'm having to deal with this cancer head on. I can't run from it. But I got to understand what's my best fight, what can I do? And God has just given me the strength to always just keep fighting and keep fighting. And I'm never going to stop. And I haven't blocked that guy. Because blocking them is not going to stop those that are still out there. They just don't want to hear what I'm saying for whatever reason. And there are people that are not going to want you to, you know, do things in your life for whatever reason. And it's not people that are always different that don't like us or agree with us. People in your own camp. But you got to learn how to navigate through and, and try to understand, hey, okay, this is, this is the path that I've chosen. I got to stick to it. I can't, I can't waver. But you got to make sure you understand. So I talked with someone during these past six weeks. And we were just kind of talking about health. And I, I mentioned just about vitamin D. And they said, wow. Ironically, I went to ask my doctor about getting a vitamin D on my blood panel. And they took me through 50,000 questions on why, why, why that I don't need to know that. So there's some things that you're going to have to find and learn for yourself. And in life, it's not always easy. You know, I went through physical therapy and I, you know, when I tore my knee up, but there was so much I had to do outside of that. See, sometimes we got to do more than what the eye meets. So. This past weekend, you know, the death of 
you know, three people that were real close to me just kind of put me in a place that I just kind of wanted to share a little bit and, and, and kind of take back and, and just exhale for a minute, kind of assess, where am I? Where am I going? And where are you and where do you want to go? Not just with your health, but your life. What navigates your flight? Who really is your co-pilot? If they put the blinders on and you have to read the instruments, are you going sideways? Because you got to take the time to learn how to read the instruments. So next week, hopefully I'll be able to really start this health series the way I want it to. Um, I'm going to have a, you know objective for what I want us to do over the next year in myself. And what I know is if you just give me, give me a year. I promise you, you will understand and your health will be different. You will feel more confident about your own health. And whether that's, you know, you lose weight or, you know, you're off certain medications and, you know, and I'm not going to tell you to stop taking all of that. I'm just going to give you information that you go and talk to your professionals start having them explain things to you so you can maybe put yourself in a better health position. You know, don't be like me having the fins on and thinking I can swim or, you know, we taking the, all the medications and we got all this internal stuff going on. Or understand that, hey, that's the risk I'm willing to take. And it's okay. What I've been finding out is a lot of times we just didn't know. So what I want to do is take us next year and we're going to break it up into quarters. It's like on the financial part. You know, so there were some things I left us with last year. About go get your your comprehensive metabolic um, blood panel. It gives you everything. You know, take your measurements of your body, you know, get you one of those yellow tapes and, and let's just really find out what's happening with our health. Okay, now just kind of walk through this all together. and We're going to see measurable difference with that health. I promise you that. do because I want us all to get to that place of confidence and freedom and I know God is my he's not my co-pilot I'm the FO he's the captain I'm just learning and following his lead he's given me the strength so as we go through this journey in 2022, we're going to learn some things about ourselves, our lives, 
because everything that has happened in my life, it's on me. And those people that have been in my life, I want to say thank you. And those, my family, I want to say I love you because we never know that time. My friend went to bed Tuesday night, didn't wake up Wednesday. Wasn't having real bad symptoms. So we just never know. So I want to thank you for listening and I hope you start following me on Podbean um, because there are videos and notes and there'll be assignments there to take us through the 2022. So please go out there, follow so you can stay up to date. You know, there are apps out there that's going to help you with your health. You know, so just give me a year. And then at the end of the first quarter, the first 90 days, see if you feel and seeing yourself differently. That's all I can, that's all I can say. I I promise you that. If you just give me that, give me this time. God will heal. So I want to thank you for tuning in. Again, you can follow me at orimoody.podbean.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. And check me out on Wednesday. I do a financial series. Um, It's with um, the Renaissance Fellowship. Um, D. Edward Cheney. It's the pastor. He has allowed me to do this series on Wednesday. And we're getting into some real good stuff. And there's some freedom and stuff there that it's not just about dollars and cents. So check me out on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Winning with prostate cancer will be on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday. I don't have a particular day and I'll try to let you know in advance when I can but no matter what we go through in life God's there he will get us through so again I want to say thank you and God bless